Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I'm so honored and thrilled to be sitting here with Sarah Belovsik. So she is a health coach, but she specializes in women's wellness, specifically cutting out sugar and really reintegrating their femininity and their sexuality back into their lives so they can feel empowered and feel at home in their own bodies and no longer feel a slave to food or sugar habits or anything like that. So welcome her. And I'm so thrilled to be sitting here with her today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so grateful that you invited me to share this message. I'm excited too. I feel like so many of my um, tribe will really benefit from this, especially because most of them are women. And so Sarah and I were like fortunate enough, we met through um, a business group and then she was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Let's meet up. And so we met up for coffee and I was like, I just love you. You're my people. So I'm just, I'm so excited to share her with all of you as well. Um, Why don't you share though with all of them, your just kind of journey into health and wellness and what that looks like for you. Yeah, so I was in college. I went to school for entrepreneurship and I had been working as a receptionist at a wellness center. And I realized like my vision was to eventually have a woman's wellness center. Um, And then I experienced an event that caused severe social anxiety and PTSD and depression. So I was in school and I knew like what my ultimate vision was, but I was experiencing so much anxiety in my own body that I knew I had to like heal myself first. So I was on Facebook one day and one of my friends posted about this yoga teacher training in Costa Rica and it was all about women's empowerment and like reclaiming your own health, mind and body. So I was like, oh my God, this is totally what I need to do. I need to go to Costa Rica and do this yoga teacher training for my own healing. So I went to that teacher training and I met one of the teachers there who was all about women's health and really, really connected with her. So after my yoga teacher training, I came home and I did my health coaching certification which is where I do more of the diet and health related information. But then I also went back to Costa Rica about a year later and began to study more in depth of women's health, womb science, menstruation, orgasm, pleasure, sensuality, and like it's just all of that juicy goodness that we don't typically talk about as women. It's like the one thing that harnesses our most power, like our pussies and like orgasms, menstruation, even menopause, like all of those subjects have been put in the dark for so long. And we don't feel like we have that type of space to talk about it openly. 
And it's such an important part of being a healthy woman. So it's like, yes, health is related to diet and exercise, but as a woman, it's so much more. That's part of what I love, like, just in our conversations is that it was not only ever about, it's not about sex when you talk about sensuality. And I think sometimes those get confused. So I really love the way you're coaching, the way that you help people is really, okay, yes, you're having these physical symptoms, but literally your womb and what identifies you as a woman is your creative power and like really like stepping into that and owning it and not, not making you feel any type of judgment towards sexuality and sensuality and pleasure and really kind of embracing all of those things. Um, Yes. And one thing that definitely pushed me outside of my comfort zone was stripping. So I had severe social anxiety and I was still stripping. I stripped for three years and that was like just a huge part of my growth but also taught me so much about like owning our sensuality as a woman. Like you can literally make a guy do anything if you are like totally harnessing your sensual and sexual power and like being up on stage is so like invigorating and people are like, Oh, you know, how do you have the confidence to do that? It's like any woman can do that. All of us have the potential to feel that power inside of us, but we have to be willing to kind of step into it and not be so afraid of it or ashamed of it. Right. Well, and, and even like, even stripping, I think gets this like stigma again, it's very much about sex and it's really not. Um, I feel like there's a huge movement right now of women embracing that sensual like creatrix inside of them of no, I, it, I can feel pleasure on my own and pleasure doesn't have to be sex and it doesn't have to be necessarily like, you know, having an orgasm per se, there is pleasure and power in so many other areas of aspect or aspects of life, even going into business. Mm -hmm. And, or, or honestly, like the way that you coach women to get rid of their like overindulgence and sugar and stuff like that, it allows them a deeper connection to their body. Have you, is that how you ended up kind of correlating the two and kind of coaching specifically women on, on their bodies like how does that how does that look for you yeah right so it's funny because I have focused more on weight loss ever since I got my health coaching certification in December of 2017 but as I went deeper into studying women's health I kind of put that health coaching on the back burner for a little bit so I could learn more about this type of work Um, and what ended up happening was like, I just became so passionate about this. It really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And what happened was people started to kind of just look at me more as like a sensuality and a sex coach, even though I never really marketed myself that way. (laughs) But it's interesting because really like if we don't feel confident in our bodies and let's say sugar, for example, if you're using sugar as an emotional crutch you're going to continue to go through that upward and downward spiral, that sugar crash. Mm -hmm. So if you're resorting to sugar for an emotional crutch, and let's say you do, you know, binge or eat too many sweets, what happens? You don't feel good afterwards. You feel like shit. Are you going to feel sexy? Are you going to want to have sex after you've just binged on sugar and feel like shit? Absolutely (laughs) not. 
No, like, I mean, listen, let's not talk about the Halloween candy that we all ate last night. <laughs> right? <laughs> but seriously, like, your people don't, I think, correlate the two as, like, the way you fuel your body has a direct effect on the way that you feel inside and in your own power, especially as a woman. Yes. Like, it gets so undervalued that, like, going through the drive through in your, you know, lunch break to like shove down something greasy doesn't make you feel like the most powerful CEO, right? No, absolutely not. And it's not only physically that sugar can have a detriment to our system, but even more so emotionally. And like I said, I struggled with anxiety, like very severe social anxiety for three years. And I never realized the difference that food can have on our mentality. And if you're using sugar continuously, and a lot of people don't realize like they're eating way more sugar than they should be. And that's because it's sneak. It's like in everything that we eat almost, but it also does cause depression and more anxiety. So you're just kind of like, still feeding that unhealthy fire with food and it doesn't affect just your sex life but you know your emotional well-being your physical well-being and even like your intuition for example if you just binged on sweets you are going to feel like crap and there's so much potential there's such high energy that you should be feeling from the food that you're eating that will lead to so much greatness but if you're eating shit food you're going to feel like shit <laughs> How do, you, how do you teach women then to utilize the power of food to cultivate their power and their, keep in touch with their sensuality? So the thing that really made a difference for me was from actually implementing the health coaching techniques that I learned in the health coaching training. And it's crazy because when I was in my health coaching training, I was training to also compete as a bodybuilder. And that meant that I was on a strict meal plan. And I thought, even though what I was learning was the complete opposite of meal plan, I thought that meal planning was like the only way to go, the best route, the only way. So I was literally doing the complete opposite of what I was learning while I was in my health coaching certification. And I was very reluctant to actually implement the tools that I was learning. And when I did, it totally changed my whole relationship with food because you let go of the restriction and the feeling like you have to force yourself to eat a certain meal plan or count you know, every single morsel of food that you eat. And it gives you the power back to you because you realize how you can be more present with your choices and why you're making certain choices. So something that I struggled with was binge eating. Mm -hmm when I was actually able to be present and aware, I was, there was something deeper going on and why I was choosing to binge. So it wasn't like, Oh, I'm, I'm a screw up. I did it again. Like and feel terrible about myself, but it really taught me a lot of lessons and even cravings have certain messages for us. There's so much going on behind why we're eating, when we're eating, where we're eating, all of that. But if you're just trying to restrict and force yourself, then it's, it might work for a little bit, but not very long. Right. Well, and you just kind of perpetuate that cycle. Yes. You know, and I feel like in order for all of us just as human beings to really step into our highest potential, you literally, when I think of somebody who is 
owning their own business, who, you know, has a family who is kind of running at like a high all the time. They have, you know, thousands of employees or whatever it is. I don't really think they're like, you know, I'm going to have a, you know, fast food for breakfast. I'm going to have fast food for lunch. I'm going to, you know, go out for dinner. They, I feel like that doesn't last long. You always see some type of slump or you see like they're getting divorced. They're, you know, this is happening. All these other things are maybe falling apart where the one area of their life feels really good and maybe looks really good. But on the outside, they're on the inside, they're struggling or there are other dynamics that are crumbling for them. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that you kind of point that out as far as the sequentially how it works. Like we, I think, especially in just social media, just media in general, it's like, oh, here's this food, you know, mm-hmm. like there's all these labels on it of like, oh, it's, you know, fiber enriched or, you know, like all these other things on the labels that make it seem and very like flashy and like, oh, this is the new thing that I got to buy. But when you really look at the contents, like where is just extra sugar being added? Where oh is my gosh, it's terrible. Conservatives? Where if we would, you know, just shop for like mangoes instead of, you know, mango pureed something, something, something like, cause they, it has to stay on the shelf. They have to keep it up there for long periods of time. So it can't be just mango. Right. You know, it can't be whatever. Um, but then how that makes you feel down the road, I've done something very similar. I was just talking about this with somebody about, you know, taking a huge, a huge amount of time really to observe, okay, 30 minutes after my meal, what am I feeling like? Totally. Do I feel like having sex? Then I'm pro- if I don't, then A, I either need to look at what I'm eating or B, how much of it am I eating in general? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But like in turn, when you are feeling good and stuff like that, utilizing some of the tools that you teach in your coaching, you begin to embody a more sensual, in-touch, intuitive woman as opposed to just, you know, a, a woman's skin suit with, you know, feeling. Right? And it's so much more about losing weight. And like, I totally get it, especially in our society today. And all of these like Instagram models and all the billboards that we see and everything is Photoshopped. Like it's so easy to get that like comparisonitis and like want to look a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to look at yourself and be, be and feel beautiful and like want to lose weight. But also like, this is what I love about coaching is like everything else that you gain from this process, like just to feel confident in your skin, to be more in touch with your intuition, to harness your power as a woman. And to like, when you, when your food is in check and your eating habits are aligned and you're not having to stress out about all those things anymore, all of the energy that you can put into what actually matters and what you're passionate about and what makes you feel good, like your whole life just changes. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you give, um, do you give like tools and tricks as to like how to, um, is it kind of like, okay, we're going to focus on food first. We're going to focus on this next. Or like, how does that like look for the way it is to work with you as far as like the steps that they take in order to kind of own their own being and their own sensuality and power? 
Yeah. And it's just like what you said, it's like starting with food first, getting really comfortable and confident with that, and then being able to dive deeper. And it looks different for every woman because every woman's journey is different, but you know, sometimes things happen way quicker than you would normally assume. And then sometimes you just have to slow it down. But what I'm working on right now is an online membership. So it would be like one week we focus on food. The next week we focus on sensuality and kind of go that way. Oh, that's awesome. I know so many women that would be like, yes. (laughs) I think hand in hand, like with the disconnect with food comes the disconnect with sensuality and with their internal beings and just their womb space in general. Uh, And I know that you and I have talked a little bit about like your experience, like going through some of your, um, your training and stuff like that to really heal your, your womb space and heal your womanhood and kind of step back into that power, which I think is awesome because you also hold ceremonies for women. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Can you explain what holding ceremony is or kind of what that is for those people who don't know? Oh my God. I just love it. And I feel like some of my biggest transformation has come from being in sacred space with someone who really knows how to hold that like sacred container. Um, So whenever you go into ceremony, and I'm just speaking from my own experience of women's ceremonies that I've been to, um, what I love about them is just like everyone is so open and being able to be held and be vulnerable in that space with other women. So first of all, there's not normally ever an outlet for women to come together in this way. So I've never experienced anything else like coming together in ceremony. And it really just depends. Like, you know, there can be a new moon ceremony, a full moon ceremony, um, red tent ceremony is what I've been doing here in Florida with another friend of mine. But really it all is about just coming together as women for support and community and being able to be seen and heard. That is like the simplest way I can put it. But to be completely honest, it's not something that by me explaining to someone, they would be able to understand. You have to go and experience it yourself because there is literally nothing else like it. And that is why in history, thousands of years ago, coming together in ceremony was natural. Like that is what we did as women. Like this whole competition and backstabbing and separateness that is like that is what the patriarchy wants women to be like they don't want us to come together because when we do come together that is when we're stronger when we're supporting one another and building each other up rather than tearing each other down and those are the kind of women that you meet in ceremony and those are my kind of women <laughs> i think those i think everybody wants those to be their kind of women like if you don't have right? women like that you need to go to a circle and get yourself some literally but it can be very like nerve-wracking and i remember when i went to my yoga teacher training that was the first time i ever sat in a circle and like one of the first exercises that we did was literally walk around the platform. We could not say anything. And we literally stood in front of people, looked them straight in their left eye, took like three to five deep breaths, and then walked around and did it to somebody else. And that was like 20 or 30 people. And even though like, it's just walking around, but it's so like vulnerable when you look at somebody like 
into their soul basically and being in circle you just like even though it's scary it's definitely something that i think everyone should try just because the experience is is heart opening it's the best way to put it <laughs> you're like if you want your heart to be open and feel all the feelings that's what you do no mm -hmm. i i literally have the same like way of explaining our experience to share when people ask me as well is like well what is that and it's like it is literally just just a container for you to you don't have to share people think that there's like a oh you have to do there's not any certain way to be but for the most part a lot of our conversations from person to person are very superficial about kind of what's going on or we're making plans or you know what's kind of going on in their lives it's not a lot of emotional talk and so mm -hmm. i love that you hold space for women like that that you create the opportunity for them to share like i'm grateful for this i'm forgiving so and so for this i'm feeling these feelings and i'm sure you've experienced this like so many times within the ceremonies that you've held but like women just breaking down and crying and not in a i'm sad way but the amount of emotional release you feel supported to have within circle is incredibly powerful and mm -hmm. i mean it gets so under like it's so underestimated as far as the amount of transformation that can happen one time oh like, i know and you're like it's not going to be this like earth shattering something happens but your soul shifts mm -hmm. and you're allowed to feel feelings and release them as opposed to store them in your physical body somewhere you're you are literally emotionally lighter and can then operate from a place that's less reactive you're able to be more present like there's so many opportunities when you sit in circle with other people who literally are just listening to you they're just yeah. getting you tissues they're not hugging it out like I'm not involved in your emotional experience. I'm just here sharing the space and allowing you to have those feelings without judgment. Yeah. Like it's, it's incredible. It's so, so incredible. Right. Because you don't get that on a day to day basis. And this is kind of what we talked about earlier. Um, when I met you for the first time is like when you're having a con, like, even if I'm sharing something with a girlfriend, that's like causing me a disturbance or I'm just like trying to figure things out. Like we always, we tend to want to like spit back um, a recommendation or we're trying to fix the problem for them or we're coming up with something to say back right away. When in reality, sometimes all we need is to just literally talk, have someone listen to us, not give us any advice because really we already have the answers inside of us. We already have all of the wisdom that we're seeking, but sometimes we just need to like verbalize our thoughts and get it out of our bodies. And then we'll be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And you kind of this realization, you don't need anybody to fix the problem or give you an answer. You just need someone to hear you. That's right. all. Well, and that's honestly when you're like, when people come to you and they're like, Hey, I need you to help me lose weight. Can you coach me? And you're like, okay, let's start with your food first. It's really that they're also beginning that process as well. So not yeah. just circle, but you search out support and it can show up as coaches. It can show up as in women's circles, but mm -hmm. this opportunity for other people to support you rather than judge you, I think is huge for our women's just in general, feeling more empowered as women and less 
confined by uh, our, our society just in general as to how women should be. Yeah, and to know that we're not alone because a lot of us do feel that way. But when you are, when you allow yourself to receive that support, like that's when we all truly flourish. I totally, totally, totally agree. I'm like I can't agree <laughs> totally or yes enough. <laughs> How did you, so when you, you began holding circle mostly because you, I feel like at this point you're like, okay, I feel this, like, I feel like this is needed. And then, um, you just kind of built upon that or kind of, how did those come to, to be for you? Yeah. So I believe the first ceremony that I ever held was a Damiana ceremony. So that was called sacred sensuality gathering. And I made some Damiana tea and Damiana is a plant medicine that has been used in the past to boost libido. It pairs really well with the sacral chakra. So helps us with our sensuality, our sexuality, so we would drink some Damiana tea. We would talk a little bit more about the history of women, the history of goddesses. And then we would do um, a sensual flow, which is a type of movement that I started and started in my own practice and then started teaching. Um, and that ceremony altogether, I would say, is just about coming together as women and reclaiming our sensuality and our sexuality so we can truly feel empowered in our bodies. Because like, we have so much potential and I believe every single woman is a goddess and has a goddess inside of her. It's just a matter of us tuning into her. But if we aren't eating very well, then that's never going to happen. Right. Cause it all goes back to food too. It does. And I love that even like that you talk about in ceremony, like you are literally incorporating nutrients, incorporating tea, incorporating things that it just goes to show like when we eat, our bodies are created from the foods that we eat. Yes. So you're like, okay, if we want to have more connection to our sensuality, more connection to our sacral chakras, to our lower chakras just in general that are more connected to the earth, and then we need to also utilize things that are going to boost and kind of create that circulation of energy in that area. Mm -hmm. I think it's so great that not only are you teaching the way of health, but you're like, no, there's also like you teach in the way of like how to utilize your energy and how to like create movement and stuff like that in order to move energy how you want. There's, you really look at it as a whole sensual being. How can we mm -hmm. optimize that? Like mm -hmm. how can you, and even just hearing people into healing like that, like I'm just listening to you. It allows people that vibration of their thoughts coming out through their mouth to be that catalyst for healing for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I, I coined this little term for you. I was like, how did you, I was like, you're such a stellar space holder. I was like, gotta, I gotta make sure I like plug that in there somewhere. You just have this beautiful way of, I think, allowing women to feel safe and supported in just in conversation like right away I was like hello I just want to like chat with you and like <laughs> but that goes to show for your healing too like you've done um the healing you've done the womb work and stuff like that to heal your own uh things and you've also incorporated that and taken it upon yourself like 
okay, how can I help others? How can I help heal the women that I know need some of this, this medicine from me? I've learned, like, how can I continue to pass it through, you know? Right. Cause I've definitely experienced it and it's like, I just think back to my relationship that I had with my body in the past. And it was like just some of the hardest times that I ever went through, like contemplated killing myself a couple times. Like I just did not want to be on this earth and to look back at that and like just seeing how dark of a time that was, but like led me to knowing everything that I know now and feeling like this is my purpose. Like it was so worth it. So just any woman out there who feels like she's completely in the dark, like just doesn't know why she's living or what her purpose is, like that's okay and things will get better. Just keep taking one step after the other. What would you say, what would you, if somebody came to you and said those things right now, what would you give them advice as to like their first steps? I would say as a woman, our power is in our intuition. And the more that we begin to listen to our intuition, the stronger, more confident, more empowered we'll feel. So that one particular thing that you're thinking about, that one area of your life that you're struggling with where you know you should be doing something differently, but you haven't because you're scared, that's what you need to do. You need to step outside of your comfort zone, get scared because that's where you're going to just like completely shatter all of your fears and doubts and be like, oh my God, this is, this is what life is about. Like you just have to do it. Well, that's, and there's a reason why you have that. Um, who, somebody says it, I think it's, uh, Ooh, I can't remember who uses the word niggle, but it's like the, that like little niggle, that little like nudge, that little like there's for years, there's always been, okay, this push, like I'm, uh, just, I'm such a natural talker. And so for me, like moving into podcasts, this was my nudge. This was like my constant niggle and continuing to ignore it was only like sequestering like the like thoughts and stuff like that. Like I could sit and like just talk and talk and talk and talk, but it was mostly because I needed to channel and focus my energy and the way that I was showing up in a way that expressed what felt true for me. So Mm -hmm. it's like, but honestly, it's been like years, but that's what people don't recognize that those little thoughts, like that's not just you having a thought. That's your like highest self being like, no, you need to show up in the world this way. You're doing a disservice to everyone else, including yourself, if you do not do this thing, which Mm -hmm. is why it keeps showing up, which is why the opportunity keeps presenting itself. Like the universe wants to push it. Like I'm knocking, answer the door. Exactly. That's so true. It's really our highest selves. And even this is something else that I'll coach on and talk to my clients about is like trusting your desires. So the very fact that you have a desire, one means that you can accomplish it. And two, that is leading you in the direction of your purpose. So regardless of how outlandish it may seem or how outside of the norm it may seem, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you can begin to trust your desires. So you may like interchange intuition and desires, but whatever's going on up here in your mind and those desires that you have or the intuitive downloads that you're getting, like 
those are your golden nuggets. Like you have to follow that. That's what I tell all my clients, like keep a note in your note, like in your note section, in your phone, like it doesn't have to be a notebook. So you don't have to keep track of it, but there's literally like things that I'm like, why did I say this? This doesn't make any sense. But it was just like, all of a sudden I felt like I had this aha, which clearly yeah. write down my aha very well. But like a lot of them <laughs> make sense, but there's a couple in there that I'm like, I don't know what that was, but I'm coming <laughs> back to it. And I'm like, Oh, that's because I wanted to put this in my course or I wanted yes. to talk about this on a podcast, or I wanted this kind of person to have a conversation with on my podcast because they'd be so valuable to other people to share and get that message out there. But yeah, it's like, it doesn't come as like, I think some people expect a like aha moment. And it's like, it doesn't always feel like that. Sometimes it's just a whisper, like a, I think I should do this. And you're like, um, all right. Like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. You know? I I desire list myself and that's something that I encourage my clients to do as well. Um, but what's so exciting is when you write it down and you look back on it and you see that it actually happened, it's so exciting and it gives you that motivation to one, keep following your desires and two, just keep like making those changes in your life because right. you need to, you need to give yourself the credit when something has, when you've accomplished something. Right. When the universe has, you've put it out there into the universe or you've asked the divine or the creator or whatever, like, Hey, this is what feels right for my life. And you've kind of started that momentum when it starts showing up for you, you kind of look back and you're like, wow, like I didn't realize, like I brought this into fruition. I mm -hmm. had this, you know, nudge to do this thing. And you know, now here it is. But the thing is like, you have to create those habits. This is why everything goes back to what are you fueling your body with? You're right. not available to receive those things, those downloads, if it's blocked by it's trying so hard to digest or you're not really giving it the nutrients it needs. So it's actually not functioning at its highest. So then, right. okay, it, it's not coming in clear. You're not hearing those messages. Have you found that? Yeah, a lot of people, and Sorry. Have you found that a lot of your clients, like as they've started to clean up their like diet and things like that, have noticed the influx of like just more intuition, more, um, more guidance and stuff like that? Yes. And that's part of what I said earlier. It's like, it's not just about losing weight. Like the amount of like excess energy that you feel and clarity and happiness and confidence, like just so much more opens up for you. And really like when you can get those healthy habits down in terms of what you're eating and you start to feel good, like everything else in your life changes. It's so amazing. And that's really like, that's really what you're trying to achieve. Like as you're showing up for people, you're allowing them the space to not only clean up like their physical body, but like their mental and spiritual body as well. And really feel like support. Mm -hmm. I think it's just mm -hmm. so wonderful. Um, you currently have some one-on-one -on -one spots open for coaching, which is really exciting. So if you've enjoyed this conversation with Sarah and would like to work with her more, um, she does have some openings right now and she's also working on some new um, programs and things like that brewing in the background for you. But um, where else can they find you, Sarah, if they want to kind of hang out, get to know you a little bit more, um, Instagram, anything like that? 
Yeah, Instagram, Healthy Habits of a Goddess, and Facebook as well. Same thing, Healthy Habits of a Goddess. Like, keep it simple, straight across, all the yes. same. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us, Sarah. I just have one final question before we go. Mm-hmm. If you are 100 years old, looking back at your life, and somebody says, what is your secret to happiness, what would you say? Always doing whatever feels good to you. Keep following whatever feels good and just trust that everything else will fall into place. Oh, I love that. I, so, again, totally. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate it. It's been wonderful chatting with you. I hope everyone else enjoyed you as much as I do. And go ahead and go find her at healthyhabitsofagoddess.com on Instagram and Facebook. We'll see you thank guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.